Welcome to Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm so glad you're with us uh, wherever you're joining us. If you're joining us on television here at TVSB in Santa Barbara, we welcome you. And if, of course, many of you are finding us at goodlifetelevision.org and the podcast at Good Life Conversations. And there's a new platform we want to tell you about. It's a, it's a new YouTube page and we're kind of been migrating all of these long form interviews over to YouTube. So if you're a YouTube person, you can find us there. Uh, we'd encourage you to subscribe and so you can follow and see so many of the great guests that we're, we're so privileged to have. And of course, all the social media platforms. You know, we're talking about good stuff. I'm always just so encouraged after these interviews, just great people uh, doing great things and people from all walks of life, all ages, stages. It's been a little bit of everything. And, and you know, sometimes somebody gets a vision a lot of times people somebody gets people get a vision and um, and I think sometimes maybe we don't act on those visions or we don't do anything about it I, I I love when I get to meet somebody who you know had a dream had a vision had clarity about something they wanted to do especially in service of other people and then they go out and do it and certainly today my guest is is in that category uh, Kelly Twitchell is with me welcome Thank you so much, Mr. Wilson. Great to have you. And Kelly is uh, from San Diego, and she her background uh, in terms of her occupation is in occupational therapy, which we're going to talk about. But then she's gone on to do this really wonderful thing, um, great vision with a company called Access Track. So we'll get to that. But tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of where you grew up and where you came from. Sure. So as you mentioned, I'm from San Diego, actually born and raised down there. Um, and growing up, um, I lived with my mom, my dad, and my older brother had gone away to college by the time I was four. So I was kind of like an only child, essentially. Um, and something kind of happened to me when I was 12, or my family, um, that really kind of shaped my future. My mom uh, actually had a massive stroke. So, oh, wow. yeah, so at 12 years old, I became the daughter of a woman with a disability. And that really, really opened my eyes and my family's eyes to a lot of, of things in the world that maybe an average family might not have to face. Right. So I always say that that kind of was a huge influence on who I became as uh, an, an individual and as a professional. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. My, so our second daughter had a massive stroke wow. in the womb. Wow, which okay. I'd never heard of. Mm -hmm. And when you say that, I I've, was talking to somebody the other day about how our oldest daughter has been affected. All of our kids have been affected, mm -hmm. but our oldest daughter specifically, who's kind of moving out into the world now, she has this heart for special needs kids. Like, and she's doing this work at, at, at a camp, Christian camp, and like her whole path has probably been, well, has been significantly influenced by that stroke. So it sounds like something similar has happened to you. Right, exactly. You, know, you just had a heart for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, I knew from a very, very young age that I needed to be in healthcare and a service of others. And watching my mom go through the different types of therapy, like physical therapy, speech therapy, right. occupational therapy, it led me to believe that that could be a potential career. And it wasn't until after I graduated from from undergrad college um, in San Diego that I really kind of came back to that as an option. I really wanted to go to medical school, become a physician, 
And I felt like, you know what? I feel like I need to be more hands-on with people's mm. care and recovery. Yeah. So I you know, took a year off after college to kind of figure it out. And then, uh, yeah, occupational therapy came back to me and I applied to school and got in. And that's where I was from 2015 to 2017. Okay. Yeah. So just for somebody who's watching this who doesn't know, mm -hmm. walk us through what occupational therapy is. Sure, sure. Thank you for asking. So an occupational therapist is someone who can work with people across the lifespan. So from infants um, in the NICU all the way to uh, geriatric patients or clients. And we really focus on empowering the individual to live as independent and healthy of a life as possible, right? Whatever things, and we call them occupations, so activities of life, whether that's work, leisure, taking care of yourself, right? Your, your daily activities like hygiene and grooming, we can empower the individual to be able to rehabilitate after you know, a traumatic injury or illness, or habilitate, so become more proficient in a skill, even if they didn't have a, you know, a deficit or a disability to begin with. So huh. lots of options in, in working as an occupational therapist. Yeah. And that's really what drew me to that profession because I can work in a hospital, I can work in the schools with, with kiddos, you know? So they're very, very different jobs really, um, but it's the same career and the same license. So you have a lot of flexibility and that was really exciting to me. Yeah, that mm -hmm. is. So do you, I mean, it must be exciting for you to see progress. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that, is that a kind of a bonus of what your work is that you actually get to see somebody who started here and then you do this work and they, they end up here? Yeah, that's a, I've never had anybody frame it that way and I really like that. It is, it's, it's the seeing through their journey yeah. and, and seeing them from, where they start and when they come to you to where you can work collaboratively with that client or patient to establish those goals. What are their meaningful goals? What do they want to accomplish mm -hmm. when working with you? Right. And then being there through that with them to see the outcome. So yeah, it's, it's right. really rewarding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, you're, that's just enriching somebody's life. I mean, if, if they all of a sudden can do, and it's not just the, you know, for, from my perspective, because again, we have a daughter, we've been walking this road mm -hmm. for 20 years with her. Mm. And some of the most joyous moments for her is when she'll say something, and she's been doing this a lot recently, like, Dad, I'm so independent. Mm. I did this, whatever it is, mm. like fill in the blank. Like if she does something new yeah. and it's on her own, she feels into she feels independence, which just does something for her, you know, yeah. on the inside, which I think is just so. We don't think about stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think about brushing my teeth independently, you know, right. which I did this morning, but you know, but but you know, we we take a lot of this stuff for granted. For but for people who are injured, have taken that next step and having that independence or that yeah. breakthrough is such a powerful thing. For it people. really is, you know, it's. It's empowering that person to, like you said, be independent. And they'll take every small victory, whether right. it's brushing your teeth or right. you know, getting dressed to driving a car or getting a job yeah. um, or learning how to, learning how to write. You know, all of these things that we take for granted. Yeah. So, it's so yep, good. it's very special. It's such a service, like in the, I love this kind of thing because just serving people in the day-to-day, -day, this is one of the things I love about occupational therapists, physical therapists, just that kind of that daily grind. Nobody sees it, mm. you know? It's kind of behind the, 
Yeah. But but it's the it's the daily, weekly grind and it's just a ser it's a service of other people. Yeah. So wonderful. Thank you yeah. for doing what you've done. How's your what happened with your mom? So um, my mom, so when she was young, she was only like 52 when she had her stroke, massive stroke, affected the left side of her body, meaning that it was in the right side of her brain where it occurred. And depending on where a stroke occurs in the brain, it affects, it can affect your personality, your emotional center of your brain, um, your speech, your mobility, right? So for my mom, it affected a little bit of her logic and reasoning and emotions um, and certainly a lot of her mobility. So the whole left side of her body was paralyzed. She had to relearn how to speak, how to walk, um, do all of that again. Wow. And she was in the hospital for months and months. And it's, it's interesting kind of thinking back. So I was 12. It happened two weeks before I started high school. I woke up to paramedics coming up the stairs because she had fallen in the bathroom and, and couldn't get up and couldn't talk. So it was very scary. And I, a lot of the things that happened in that year and a half or so when it was very acute, I can't remember details. It's oh, really? here and there, I'll remember bits and pieces. And it's like, wow, was that such a traumatic part of my life where I, my brain doesn't want to remember a lot of the, right. the very, very small details. Um, but I know now that I became an adult at 12 years old yeah. and took on a lot of responsibility, but that, again, it shaped me to be who I am. Right. So I feel a lot of responsibility for helping others because my family got that help way back right. when. Right. And my mom got to see me, you know, and, and I'm sure we'll get into this of when I was in OT school, invent a product and be able to help others. And she was so proud of me. Yeah. Um, and my mom's no longer with us, but you know, I can feel hope. <laughs> I can feel that she's proud of me. Yeah, I know yeah. she is. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. What is, that's an amazing story. So let's talk about. So, so you're you're in OT school. Mm -hmm. you, just walk us through what happened, where the idea came from, and then we'll yeah. get into the company and all that. Yeah, great. I love this story. Um, so I'm in occupational therapy school from 2015 to 2017, and. In our curriculum, we take a course called Assistive Technologies, and assistive tech is really anything, whether you buy it right off the shelf or it's something that's specifically modified, um, but it, it allows a person to be more independent and successful in accomplishing a task. Simple as that. It can be high tech, it can be software, like an app on your phone that makes the print larger on your screen so you can read it. Right. It can be your, um, your wheelchair, it could be your hearing aids, that's all assistive tech, okay? Um, there's also assistive tech that has no tech or no software or electronics involved. Um, so all a, a wide variety of types of tools. In this class, we were challenged to create something to help people with disabilities that's it, very, very wide scope. Uh, but my professor, uh, she was a surfer, and she asked if there were any groups that were willing to try to figure out a way to help adaptive surfers cross the sand using their wheelchairs with better independence. And so my classmate Eric and I, we had worked on other group projects together, so we thought, okay, let's be on, be a, uh, be on a team together again, because um, we can trust each other, and let's try to tackle this issue, mm. you know? So we raised our hand and said, let's do it. Um, and that was kind of the inspiration, was being able to help 
people who happen to use wheelchairs or other mobility devices be able to cross the sand at the beach so they can go do what they love. Wow, okay, so how do you start? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I could use one of these. I was reading about you last night. I'm like, we need one of these. We're a mile from the beach. We got a wheelchair. Like, what a great idea. Yeah. But yeah. where do you start? That particular project, we started, I believe, with just looking at, okay, what's already out there? Like, how do people currently try to solve this problem? Yeah. And what we found was there was um, a company that did this really big roll-up mat, but that's no way that one individual or one family could either afford it or use that by themselves. It was kind of more of an industrial kind of a purpose. Mm -hmm. We wanted to create something that one able-bodied person by themselves could easily lay out in seconds so that an adaptive surfer or you know anybody going to the beach or anywhere outdoors can have quick access on demand. So, okay, so we found out what's out there. And then there was beach wheelchairs, right? So it's the, the wheelchairs that have really big tires that are wide to have better surface area coverage over that bumpy terrain. And those were expensive and very heavy and cumbersome. And a wheelchair or a wheelchair adaptation can only help one individual at a time. And think about that, right? You spend thousands of dollars on a solution and it can only help one person right. at a time. Right. So we wanted something that multiple people could use and that's why we wanted to go the pathway route. So we went to Home Depot four times in one day because <laughs> we were testing out different materials. Okay, if we lay this out, could this provide the traction needed to prevent the wheelchair tires from sinking in the sand? And the project that we had, the prototype, was plastic chicken mesh. It comes in a roll that's about four feet wide. And we zip tied aluminum rain gutter covers. So aluminum rain gutter covers are like a mesh. You know, it allows rain and stuff to go through, but it is just enough of a solid surface to provide that traction. And they're about three feet long, six inches wide. So we put two of those in a strip, zip tied to this mesh, and lo and behold, we tested it at the beach and it worked. It provided the traction needed to prevent tires from sinking. So you just made it. <laughs> so we made it, yep. We went to Home Depot, got all the supplies, and for the class project, we made two basically nine to 10 foot sections of it. So when we tested it with real adaptive surfers, because of course that's the whole goal, is we wanna see this work for people. Right. And it was in 2016, October 1st, we went to a surf competition in San Diego. There were five adaptive surfers that day that used wheelchairs. And <laughs> remember, and we have photos of this because this is when, you know, everybody's got their smartphones. And we had these sections, two people at a time would roll out onto a section and we would pull what was behind them back in front. So we leapfrogged across the sand 150 yards. <laughs> We were sweating, but it worked. And when we really heard from those surfers that we need more of this, and this is this provides freedom and independence, and I haven't been on the beach in my wheelchair in 10 years, that was really powerful. So we knew that this is no longer a school project. Right. This is something we need to turn into a business so that we can help millions of people around the world have better access to the outdoors. Wow. Yeah. And that doesn't sound like the Home Depot stuff doesn't sound overly expensive. I mean, have you found a way to kind of keep this cost down? Oh, yeah. So that was that method was very labor intensive, zip tying everything. And it was, you know, 
it was just, that was the first prototype because when we graduated from OT school and were you know focused on turning this into a business, we needed this to be scalable right. and manufacturable, right. Right? right? So we went to a local company that specializes in plastic materials because that was something that was lightweight, it was a readily available material and recyclable, and they helped us with the original design for the manufactured prototype. So in 2017, we had another prototype that we tested out with, again, real people, um, got feedback, and then decided we wanted to do something called universal design. And it's a concept in design principles that makes a product easily uh, usable by pretty much anybody. Our original design, you really couldn't walk on it as you know a person just walking um, because of the way it had those two strips down the center. So it was quite awkward and it didn't allow you to create a turn in the pathway, right? Uh, so we wanted a lot more functionality and then we ended up creating a final version of it that is what you see today that we sell. Okay. So it's manufactured. What is that called again, the, mm -hmm. the final? Yeah. What is that product called? It's called Access Tracks. Um, originally, okay, okay. Mm -hmm, the original school project, we called it Beach Tracks because it was specifically made for the beach. Right. But we launched the company in 2018 after we had graduated school and we, we realized that people were buying this for their gravel driveways, their dirt in their gardens, um, mm. their grassy fields for graduation ceremonies. And so we rebranded to call everything access tracks so that you didn't only associate it with the beach. And so for somebody, like how big, can somebody put this in the back of their car and just yeah. go to the beach? Yep, that's right. So each, so looking at the design, each square mat is only five pounds and it's made up of thin plastic. It's uh, three feet by three feet in a square. Okay. And you just, connect these pieces together with its industrial grade Velcro. So it's very easy to understand how to connect these pieces. And when you have them in a straight line, let's say you have five pieces together in a straight line, that's 15 linear feet of access, only weighs about 26 pounds for all of them, and they accordion fold. So when you're oh, setting nice. these up at the beach, you just take them out of the trunk of your car, get onto the sand and lay them out real quickly in seconds. And then the individual can then go out onto the beach. That's so great. <laughs> so what, what has been the, your journey like in terms of business? I mean, I was reading about this. You guys have won awards. The company's won awards. Uh, I know from a couple, I saw a couple different organizations, the, the Tory Birch Foundation, uh, uh, has named you guys one of the 50 inspiring women-owned business owners. Like, you've done a good job. How did you, how, what's the journey been like as like an entrepreneur, mm. founder, CEO, whatever you are, to actually get to, because that's not easy. Yes, you are very correct. It has not been easy. Um, I feel like the three things that have made me successful thus far has really been kind of a mindset and it's been perseverance because you're going to get told no a lot right. and you're going to get a lot of doors shut in your face right. and a lot of people that maybe don't see the vision. Yeah. Um, also resilience and that ties into that because you're going to get told no, you have to be able to bounce back from that yeah. and passion. So passion is the biggest one for me Right. because if you have the passion, you can have the perseverance and the resilience. Right. 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 So for me, 
my passion, uh, as we ta talked about, is really deeply rooted in the fact that I was a daughter of a woman with a disability. Right. And so I can see... That drives you. Yes, it drives me. Makes right. me passionate about being able to help others like what I saw my family go through. Right. And I don't want people to feel this barrier in society. There's physical barriers like the environment, the sand, the, the built environment like having stairs instead of an elevator or a ramp. And then you've got attitudinal barriers in society. People who don't they don't really know how to interact with a person with a disability, but they're just a human, just like right. anybody else, yeah. right? right? And you wanna break down all of those types of barriers. But for me, with, with access tracks, I can at very least start with the physical barrier. And then through advocacy and some of my other work that I do, can start to break down some of those other barriers as well. Yes, because you're, you're speaking, you've been all over the place, it sounds like to yeah. me. I mean, you're really getting a platform here to talk about, I'm sure you're talking about your mom. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, ta you're taking this really difficult thing and making it something beautiful in a sense. Yeah. I mean, you're advocating, mm -hmm. which I just want to tell you I appreciate as a family with a special needs daughter. We, I'm, you're singing on the same sheet of music, <laughs> uh, you know, because people don't understand. Yeah. You know, you, you see a cerebral palsy or a kid in a wheelchair slobbering or, or like people don't understand it. Mm -hmm. the, they fear what they don't understand. They fear what they don't understand. Mm -hmm. Everything's tied to an injury. You know, there's an injury in there mm -hmm. that makes my left side not work, mm -hmm. which by the way, we have the same exact. Oh yeah. That was exactly what happened to our daughter. Oh, wow. It was, it's the left side. Uh -huh. But when, when you realize someone's, they're not, you know, they're, they don't have some disease. Right, they're not contagious. They're right. not scary. They're right. human. Not, right. They're, and right. they deserve respect. They, they deserve right. to be spoken to right. like a human, you know, right. and, and look them in the eyes and right. offer them opportunities to participate in society, like right. recreation, sports, uh, you know, all the things that right. you enjoy in life, right? right. So, absolutely. Oh, I'm so happy to meet you. So, what, what's, what, where do you go from here? Like, what's your, now what? Yeah, well, when, when I was asked that uh, about a year ago, I was in a business accelerator. And in the program, they really pushed us to see, what is your North Star for your business? Because for me, I was always so in the weeds of, I just got to, you know, make this successful so that I can do this full time, right? When I graduated OT school, this was not a unicorn business where I'm making millions the first right. month, right? <laughs> right? Absolutely not. And not even to this day, right? It's about growing sustainably and being able to stay committed to the reason you started this and yeah. serving people. Right. So for me, I was always just so busy just trying to make it float so that I could work full time, which I'm happy to report that, yes, I'm full time with my business now. Um, but last year when I got asked that question, my North Star is to be able to partner with the Paralympics in 2028, which are in LA. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. So right in my backyard, basically. Yeah. And that's a goal that I'm going to stick to. And I'm really dedicated to trying to make that happen because, you know, LA and you know, places everywhere all over the world need to be more accessible. But right. if I can focus on that platform, yeah. they have the people, they have the mission and the reason to make it happen. So if we can work together, I'd be really excited for that. Yeah. Did you have investors? 
I did have one investor for a short period of time, um, okay. and it just didn't happen to be a good fit, so um, they exited the company. But um, right now, it's it's ninety percent owned by myself, and then ten percent by my partner. Yeah. That's so great. Mm -hmm. And and where can people see it? What's the website? Access Tracks. So it's Access Tracks, and that's with an X. X at the end of Tracks. Uh huh. And then S D, which stands for San Diego. San Diego. Dot com. Mm -hmm. Access Tracks with an X. Mm -hmm. S D dot com mm -hmm. check it out uh i love this love this love this uh and people are are already have been impacted and i hope many others are and seriously we need one so i'm going to access tracks sd yeah this is a great idea so and thanks for what you're doing and keep it going and yeah your mom's proud so yeah bless you kelly twitchell everybody unbelievable i love it this is why we're here. Great people doing great things for, for other people and that passion, it's amazing. So, great to meet you. Nice to meet you, thank you for having me. We'll see you next time.